Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fiona Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're talking about learning from failure. And if you have heard the podcast we did about accurate speaking, you'll appreciate that I said that very carefully because the email that I got that suggested this topic actually said learning for failure. And I was quite perplexed by this, and so I put it down as the later of the recordings that we were going to do today so I could talk to Fuliana about what she meant by that, learning for failure, only to find that she actually meant learning from failure. So let's it have her explain. Typo. It was a typo. <laughs> and, 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 back to the point I made in another podcast, it's that the danger of not reading something before you present. So lesson learned. I don't actually call that a failure. I see that as a learning. <laughs> I've learned not to read the first email. If I don't understand it, then I have to get it clarified. I've learned. Very good. I think a lot of us too quickly jump in, I succeeded, I came first, or I failed, or whatever. And I think the, this idea of failing, I don't like to indulge it too much because what what is that measure? To me, the only time I accept myself saying I failed, if I kept doing the same thing, exactly the same way, more than once, and then I didn't get the result, then yes, I failed because I was doing exactly the same thing over and over and over and expecting to get a different result. But nearly most of the time, it is a learning. So if you went for an interview and you didn't get it, that's not a failure. This is understanding and learning why. Is it market? Is it competition? Is it me? Is it whatever? And if it's me, what part? Was it the way I presented? Was it the skill set that I had? Whatever it is. Failure in whose eyes? So mm. if you're talking yeah. about something else and somebody says, oh, she's a failure or oh, they mucked that up, they failed in delivering the deadline, delivering the deadline in what way? How much do you know about the facts? And why did we not meet a deadline? And was it a failure or was it extenuating circumstances, things that are outside the control, or was it oversight. Any of those, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's not about blame and, and, and check. It's about what did we learn from it. It's about not to be so focused on I'm scared because everybody knew I didn't get that project right. I'm now going to be known as a failure. I don't want to fail twice. That's crippling. And that is absolutely means to me I learned nothing about mm -hmm. that, that previous yep. experience. Because of that, I think we've just got to be very strong for ourselves about what did I learn and how much forward I moved because of that experience. And to use the right terminology and that when we're talking to others and to always ask people to reflect on, to me, it would be worse not to do something than to do it and not get it 100% right and then learn. We go back to one of our early podcasts. We had the triathletes Josh and Crystal Hockley in and since that time, it's, it's almost two years ago now, since that time 
they have obviously continued to compete and to race and ride up to the World Championships, which they went to this year. And we talk to them about when they don't perform as well as they wanted to or when they get injured or when there's mechanical failure in the bikes or, or there's a problem with transitions, yeah. all those sorts of things. You know, How do they deal with it? And they both were quite clear about that not being a failure. Mm. about that regardless of whether it's in their control or not that it's a a condition of what they're doing and that they need to ensure if they can that it doesn't happen again or that they train differently or that they prepare themselves head body whatever it is differently and I think that we do that outside of work but we don't do it at work it's one of these areas where we don't transfer what we intrinsically and instinctively know and do outside of work to the workplace and we need to have that happen in the workplace as well. To think of things in terms of failure is to be giving yourself an excuse for not changing, for not doing something differently, for not improving, for not being careful, for not thinking, whatever it is, that you are allowing yourself to be lazy, to be irresponsible, and giving yourself an excuse. And I think that that might sound harsh in some people's ears, but when you look at it, that's what you're doing. And you don't have the right to do that. You really are not respectful of the skills and abilities that you've got by giving yourself this easy out. I think it's important to know in a work sense for why don't we do it at work, we do it in that... That's a leadership issue. I think that the leaders got to make it so that it's okay to make mistakes mm, yeah. as long as we learn from them. And there was an article recently, I think it was in the Harvard Business Review, that said about Coke and other Amazon and other um, companies, but I think the new CEO that just took over in May called the whole team in and said they went through a rough patch as an organisation and now that people are being very cautious and not making mistakes and he says we're not making enough mistakes that means we're not being innovative enough we're not being thinking outside we, we're just letting worry stop mm-hmm. us to me that's a really good example about what is the organisation view on if you made a mistake um, the same as within the team if you're a team leader you've got to say it's okay to make a mistake if you made it and we learned from it and we did, did something about it immediately rather than I'll just keep doing this. We'll never grow. We'll never try new things. Can you imagine anybody that break new grounds? Everybody says, oh, don't do that. It might backfire. And it also is about how you have the organisation, not just about the management, but how the organisation handles these issues when they happen. You know, sometimes they can be major issues. You know, yes. We wouldn't know that there was a, a risk of being killed by terrorists if we had not made the mistake of not being vigilant enough. Mm. You can put it in those terms. Mm. We wouldn't know that it is dangerous to walk out in front of a car mm. unless people had made that mistake previously. We wouldn't know that it was dangerous to swim off the beaches in northern Queensland if people hadn't been stung by jellyfish. Yeah, those, those sorts of things can be seen as mistakes, but we have learned from them. As a society, we've learned from these things. And so you just keep bringing that back down to your own environment. Everything that 
looks like it is a mistake or looks like a disaster or looks like it, it shouldn't have happened, we learn from in some ways. Some of these things can be devastating financially, personally. If we don't learn from them, then we are left in this black hole of just living an existence, not living a life. So we really need to, across the board, look at every situation as being fraught with the possibility of a mistake and that if there is one, that we move on, that we learn from it, we move on. An example I think I might have given in another podcast was travelling. We're so blasé about our other podcast now, we just can't remember how many we've done, what we've talked about. (laughs) Well, we have done a few. We have done a few. When travelling, there was uh, had these experiences where I was very proud of. We worked out. We wanted to go in a we're in a country, different language. We haven't been there before. We're doing it on our own, and we wanted to go from A to B, and figured out which bus and the time and everything and the currency and all of that. Really, really happy about that. Got on the bus very proudly. Were able to communicate and got on it. And it just, something kept feeling funny about it. And less people on the bus and it was sort of more isolation. And we wanted to go to the city centre. This is what's going away from the city centre. So that was because we were on the wrong side of the road. Okay, so we were going north instead of south and realised that. And anyway, we rescued it. We laughed and enjoyed the new environment, etc. But the learning from that failure was when you plan next time, figure out is it north, south, east, west, are you on the right side of the road? Because the number of the bus was correct, the time was correct, the street corner was correct, but it was just across the road. (laughs) There is a lesson that could have been to somebody a disaster. To me, it was a learning. I think that we acknowledge that mistakes are going to happen in the workplace and we have an environment where we are understanding of, the, of that fact. But sometimes the stress of the moment yes. can mean that we don't react the way we had planned to react. And so a situation then gets created where there is this concern by the team and, and by, by you as well that you haven't done what you had planned to do, what you thought you would do, and so you're now seemingly in a worse situation. So how do we dig ourselves out of this hole? I think it's just the recognition and being strong enough to say to yourself, no, I've learned something from Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. and communicating that. And also, again, in in a work sense, it is important for people in managerial position to be that open and say, look, I know we said, let's do this, and we went there. It didn't work out the way we thought, but this is what we learnt. And if you admit it yourself, that you, you've done that, your staff will know that, your peers will know that, and it won't be a criticism, it'll be a learning. And of course it's got to be backed up by absolute learning. So some of those things cause a lot of, as you said, a lot of grief and a lot of financial burdens. But I would say the bigger the problem, the quicker is to find out about it, engage the right people and roll up your sleeves and fix it. Yes. And I think that if you acknowledge really quickly, if you acknowledge that you didn't react the way you had said you were going to or the way the team expected you to 
and you apologise for that. Yes. That it actually helps you yes. to get through that situation as well as the team because they understand that, it, that the process that they thought was going to happen is not lip service. Yes. That you were committed to that process and that it was your failing, your yes. mistake, yes. that didn't mean that, that that process happened. Another that I came across examples like in my, in my career where we had those situations and we followed the way we just said and they says, look, sorry, we said that, I know I put a lot of time and effort in it and it just didn't work out and this is what we've learned. For a week later, to one of the people in the audience to come back and say, you know, it can still work if we do this to the system. And so out of that and openly saying it, we've got a better result yes. than what we thought was a failure. Yeah. It was actually a more progressive way because this person put it all together and came up and said, you know, if we did it to the system, we'll invest this much, but this is the um, you know, benefit. Yeah. So and how yeah. exciting is that? How yeah. exciting to be able to, to get a better solution. Yeah, a better solution, totally unexpected. And that's but, what yeah. the team remembers. They don't yes. remember the mistake. They remember that we got this solution, yeah. which was better than anything we were thinking about beforehand. Yeah. And it's only they talk about anything we were thinking about beforehand, not anything that didn't work beforehand. Yes. So it's a whole change of focus for the, the group as a whole. And, and it's sort of knowing that you're not going to be hung out to dry if you made a mistake, mm-hmm. but better to do that and find a solution or learn from it than do nothing because you're going to be in trouble. My final question about this is in terms of recording. Mm-hmm. How do you record yes. and keep for posterity and bring back so that uh, we, you know, we talk all the time about talking about what worked, what didn't work in the past. So how are mistakes best recorded? Firstly, communication as in letting everyone know what, you know, the relevant part is, I should say, what happened and what was the outcome and what we learned, and documenting it in relation to that area, so, or initiative or project. There might be a project's office where you keep those. Each organisation have its own, but again, there's got to be somewhere, whether it's under whatever heading, where when we embark on something new, we want to know what happened so far and then reflect on that or look for up the records. Like you said, it could be electronic, everything is electronic, but it might be archived. But do a search and thankfully these days you can actually do a word search and then you'll get what happened what you want to repeat or maybe what you did last time didn't work because it was the wrong timing or the wrong whatever and now it can work. So again, recording it, communicating it so people are across it and then somewhere where you go and check, has this been done before? How was it done? What was the outcome? I'm just thinking back to some very recent experience I had with a group where something didn't work and the record indicated an area that could have been improved for it to have worked. And the person that was in charge of that area felt that all of the blame was being devolved onto that person and was keen to bring it up at every subsequent meeting that this group had mm-hmm. about other ongoing activities. This, this activity had finished and was well and truly over. The communication that has to happen to ensure that no one individually carries the blame yes. and, and becomes the blame thrower yeah. in another situation and that there is closure, that you 
say, well, this is done now yeah. and we've got the outcomes and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about it again unless we are until yeah. we might be doing a similar event and those of us that haven't been involved might need to be refreshed on what the recommendations were, not the whole process, not yes. the thing that went wrong, yeah. but what the recommendation, what the outcomes were and what the recommendations were out of that. Yeah. And so make sure that you've always got those. It's not just a simply, in this case, it could have simply just been the profit and loss sheet, but I made sure that there were some recommendations that came out of that that indicated areas that could have been improved. And so that's all that the next group needs to look at. They need to see, well, what, what happened last time was a loss. What do we? What are they saying that we needed to do to make it better? That's all they need to know. They don't need anything else yeah, about the activity. Right. It's that judgmental aspect that mm. is the, the wrong culture. You've got to celebrate the learning from the failure, if you want to call it a failure, but not to condemn Well, I think we've probably covered that topic fairly comprehensively on this occasion. So we will leave it there. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.